But um, no, because like I, my wife took our. We have two cats. We have Billy Joe, uh, which she named after the lead singer of Green Day, and nice. his sister Dolly Parton. And okay, and she's about a year old. And we didn't get her fixed until this morning. So as we speak, I have a meowing cat in the other room who just got neutered, and is wow. not liking life. Wow. Well, if if um. If they need if they need to talk to either one of my cats about like post op routines or anything like that, you know, put them on and uh, Pancake will share some good advice. I'm sure. Oh, dude, I love she'll cats. She'll have something for you. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a cat person more than a dog person? Oh, literally, there is no contest. Same. It's like Shaq versus a baby. <laughs> like it, there is absolutely no contest whatsoever. Oh, dude! Ba- yeah, the, like, well, the, it's Shaq versus baby in basketball. I should yeah. I should specify not in being a <laughs> not in being a baby because then the baby would fucking be way better at <laughs> than Shaq. <laughs> no, it's funny because like my wife when we uh, got married and we moved in together, she's like a huge dog person. So she's like, I want to get a dog. We finally got a house. Okay. And she's like, we can get dogs now. And I'm like, oh, I've always, I, I like dogs, but I grew up without one. My parents they're, never they're let me get a dog. They're acceptable, but I don't like having the- one though. Mm. Mm, no, dude. I, mm. I like the freedom <laughs> and like the cat. I like if the cat, I can love my cat, spend time with it. It does its own thing. It roams in the background. It yeah. makes itself known when it wants attention. Yes. But, but my dogs, like, to all the dog people out there, we're not shitting on you. It's just I don't like the constant affection I have to give to a dog. I it's like a lo- it's a lot. It it's, is. It's like cats make you earn it, and I think there's something really admirable about that. And it's like you know something to live by. Yeah. You know, like dogs. It's just like dogs would be the kids that like actually get into the white van. and cats are like the ones that are like yeah i went to dare and shit but like i'm still gonna smoke weed and i'm for sure not getting in this white van right now right they're like Like, i have better things to do yeah you really like you'd really have to groom the cat to get in the in the white van i actually have a a white cat and a white van (laughs) uh she she loves riding in the car when my wife and i moved from california to where we're at now in salem massachusetts uh-huh. uh i put like a cat tree you know like one of the carpeted cat little hangout things i put it in the middle seat of the van it's like a 15 passenger van so uh-huh. there's like a huge space in the middle and she just loved it she was that's a really like good a idea she was like in my lap and i was really surprised that uh she wasn't just like freaking out the whole time. And then our other cat is the exact opposite where she was just like pissing herself the whole time. And like, just like in the crate, like she was like, would not get out of the crate. And then when she's out of the crate, she won't get back in the crate. It's a weird, it's she's. It's weird with cats because I feel like cats have a huge scope of personalities, right? Like, and I, you know, I'm, I don't claim to be an expert in dogs or anything. But I think I that's that why I, isn't that what this show is about? Exactly. <laughs> I thought I mean, it was like, the I, dog I, expert. I'm the dog expert. I'm Caesar Milan of podcasting. <laughs> but like I don't I don't know how to 
give a dog all the training uh, and all the attention that it needs. Like, like when my wife's like, let's get a dog. We got, um, I had a friend of mine whose dog had puppies and we got like this um, border collie coonhound mix dog. So he's like meant for hunting. And, okay. and I have two small children and we got him when my son was like a year old and my okay. oldest son just turned four. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is like Fox and the Hound shit. I was like, this dog's cool as fuck. And okay. then I, and then as he got bigger, realizing that, oh my God, I have to run him, walk him constantly. Like, unless, and if he doesn't burn off this energy, he's unbearable. Like he has so much <laughs> pent up energy. And, and, you know, I, I have to work full time. I got the podcast. I got my family. It's like, it's hard to find the time to give these dogs what they need. Yeah. I have a second dog. His name is Kyle. Uh, I got, does he, like, do- does he punch holes in the wall and like leave a bunch of monster energy? Oh my God. Around? Right. Funny story <laughs> with this one. I got him from a coworker who was moving and he was like nine months old when I got him. And your coworker. Yeah. A coworker from my work. Like it's like a, okay. a, fr- a friend of my brother's as well. And he was moving from his house to like a smaller place and he couldn't have pets where he was going. And mm. They were trying, they posted on Facebook to rehome him. And I was like, hey, dude, you know, and he's a small dog. He's a miniature Doberman pincher. And oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I love these dogs. They're small. And this is ideal. He's smaller. He probably doesn't require as much like exercise. And maybe we'll have a different experience with him. Yeah. And, and they, they pre warned me about it. They're like, he won't sleep. Like, he has to sleep under the blankets of your bed. He's got anxiety. And he was the complete opposite. Like this dog is the chillest fucking dog. Like he just immediately huh. adjusted to my house, got along with my other dog, and it took no training or transitioning whatsoever. And I'm like, I, God. I think that I think that person just like had a weird thing about making sure that that dog slept under the covers. That's what I thought. I, don't, I was like, I maybe don't they had the like dog wants that at all. I thought it was a completely misunderstanding hmm. of that dog because I was like, everything they told me, I didn't have that experience. So I was like. Okay, well, he seems to be fine. And because they kept telling me, like, oh, he will only sleep in his kennel at night. And I'm like, what? In my head, I'm thinking, well, what dog's only going to want to sleep in its kennel at night? So when it's not in its kennel. I guess if it's trained like a certain way, maybe that's like a thing. And they gave us his kennel. And then the first two nights, he didn't sleep in his kennel. He just slept on my couch or slept on top of the blankets at the end of my bed and was fine. And I was like, cool, dude. But I've always been a cat person. I've I I only had Wait, cats hold on. as a one, child. One last thing about Kyle. Yeah. Did you name this dog Kyle or was no? Kyle he was already named Kyle when I got him. <laughs> How do you feel about the dog named Kyle? Uh, I I don't. I'm not big on naming dog human names, right? Especially yeah, like you've got this huge opportunity. You can name this. It's like with the with a child. I mean, you can name them whatever for yeah. sure. But like. You can't name like oh, like sissy foot like you can't like uh, you can't like just like come up with like like marshmallow teeth like you can't I those are also very weird dog <laughs> names too yeah. though but I mean in theory you could call a dog marshmallow teeth I think it depends on the breed you of dog would call right? a kid yeah that's all I'm saying no and you're I, gonna I, name it Kyle that's like a cop out. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, why did they name him Kyle? Does uh, he was look it like a Kyle? He's just a, he looks like, a, you know, like a Doverman pincher, like those big pointy eared, like security dogs, right? 
He's just Were a small. Were those the ones that Cruella had? Mm-hmm. Like, so think of that. Dalmatians? But the size of like a French terrier, like a French bulldog. Like he's looks exactly like a Doberman pitcher. Those big security pointed ear dogs that are black yeah, with yeah, a little yeah, bit of brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just small. Okay. So he's oh, a, like in uh, Jurassic Park 2 when they had those really small dinosaurs. Do you remember them? They were very small. Yeah. It's very small. They were like very the little small. tiny ones. They're like baby raptors? Is that what they were? Yeah, well, I think there was, there was something really similar to that. But um, I always wanted one of those. So, like, uh, he, he looks intimidating, but he's not. And it's like, hey, we didn't clip his ears, Until right? there's like a hundred of them. Until there's a hundred of them, and then he's got to like he's got to get his numbers up, and he's he got he's got to recruit, you know. Yeah, he's got to get on a Facebook form, friends they group. They all form into one like normal sized Doberman, <laughs> like like a hundred. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that'd be so hilarious! Like when you're just walking him down the street, somebody's about to attack, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, he just starts collect like the, he just starts all the local Dover local Doberman exactly. pictures just Many absorb into his body. symbol. He like you ever watched the old Power Rangers movie from the nineties? Oh, absolutely! They they skydive on a snowboard in the beginning. I and know. They're playing Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of Stevie Wonder's uh, "People Keep On Loving." Oh. And, then, <laughs> and the white. Did you have such a good memory? <laughs> the white because it's so sick, dude. And so he's like snowboarding at the beginning and they're playing the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers version of that Stevie Wonder song. And then there's like the fast, like punk part at the end. And it's like, wow. Dude, yeah. Th- I'm not gonna that lie. whole scene is burned into my uh, my childhood memory. It's funny because as soon as you started describing it to me, like I, like I think at the first 20 minutes of the movie just flooded Dude, my head. It is the first fucking scene. And then there's like the whole fucking ooze, goose thing that happens on and then there's like the guy's like mm, ranger <laughs> like, that, that was my favorite guy he's like who Rangers. are you like yeah rangers like what dude like do some shit like do something you how know? did he like, get that get, job you know like i like, don't even know like there is zordon right that was the guy yeah or zord zordon i think it was gordon zordon, zordon. It's, Zor- it's it's something with a z yeah and it's like okay Think of the think of the juxtaposition of that whole squad, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got let's just start with the White Ranger skydiving with a snowboard. So that's like that's like okay, we hired this guy. That's like our main guy. So yeah, that's our guy. Superman kind of. And then you've the got leader. A, yeah, you've got the trickle down, right? There was the whole White Ranger, Green Ranger, who's bad and good, and then they're just the same one, anyways. But then you go to home base. You've got a guy in a tube. And then you've got this like double hubcap put together head guy with like HVAC arms. Like they need to like reorganize the whole structure of that company to get more people at that spot. Yeah. That aren't that aren't that guy? Well, if they got he's the AI, he's freaking out. He's like he's so he stresses everybody out, and you have he to has tell no them- chill. He has no chill at all, and you have to tell this robot to calm down. And then he's only satisfied whenever you defeat or accomplish your mission. Yeah, and it's, all, it's, it's, a good it's job, like Rangers. always the same thing. Like, ah, oh, there's a there's one size monster over there, and they're like, all right, we'll go get it. And then, well, if like, you think about it, later, he is like the Power just, Ranger. He's like C-3PO for them. He's worse, though, because at least C-3PO as a protocol droid 
yeah. had some chill. I mean, like, okay, and he, he contributed advice and stuff, you know. And you know what? We're not giving enough credit to this one guy. I, I always forget his name, and I only just remember that he's like Rangers. But that guy, we're gonna have to go back and look at it. I mean, there's there's a lot of heartfelt th- moments that I feel like happened with him. He was a good friend to Zordon. Great, great friend to him. If we, you need to go like after the show. If we're messing up his name, you need to just edit it in that we're edit, saying. Put it, <laughs> I'll do that. Actually, I can do that. Yeah, and but like like Zor Zorgon, um, or like an asterisk. But that so there's Tube Guy, right? Mm-hmm. I always kind of forgot what his deal was until that movie, and then he was actually a guy. He was a guy that he was like the Wizard of Oz. He was stuck in this tube that, pro- and he's like in like this tamale shell looking thing. He like, looks like like a Kanye would wear to the Met Gala. Yeah, which I'm sure you can probably has. That. And he's like a bald. He, he looks like Darth Vader, right? He's bald. Yes, all white, very like like a gray t- grape. Yeah, like how how you, did they ever? T- they might have said how old he is because like. Obviously, he's super old. He's this like ancient being. He's, but dude, then, he's like, in his mid forties. He looks like shit. Dude. Yeah, like he doesn't. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't even an old man. He was just like that was his look. But maybe that's how his people looked. But like, did his people? Because he never walks in Power Rangers, ever. No, there's a part where he's like on the ground, and they kind of get together as like a bonding moment to lift him up into his tube. I think. Yeah, they retube him. Oh, and then their love heals the sanctum of the... Oh, that's true. And then it brings everything back together, and then his face pops up, and he's like the Wizard of Oz again, and he's just yeah. like, hey, Rangers! That was like, like, oh. No, he had a cool... Well, no, not very cool, but it was a cooler voice than the Rangers guy. You know what I I just remembered? Uh, uh, there's... It was basically like a technical difficulty with him. Really? I think that's what it was. He couldn't get his audio settings correct. Well, because he always tube, talked like, "Hey, Rangers," yeah. you know. How he to was really Zoom. Do. He was trying to connect uh, with a Zoom call. I mean, the guy was yeah, just trying. What, he was trying. He was trying to work with the best he had. I mean, I think we should give like him more credit because he accumulated. Like, if you think right, if you're going to build a team of Power Rangers, what do you want? Like Navy SEALs, some mixed martial artists, some guys trained in kung fu or something. No, you got a teenagers. bunch of kids. You got teenagers in California that are like, don't. Yeah, they're at peak. Like I just want to like fuck, and then you're going to give them superpowers. Yeah. The tension. Yeah, I don't even really like. Did you color category them like by race, basically make the yeah. white guy the lead? That's a, <laughs> that's a whole thing in itself. I mean. Well, and, and the whole thing, I don't know a ton about it, but it was, uh, they were really just trying to sell toys. Yeah. So it was like Bandai. So the mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was literally just like the first season or something like that. Yeah. It was like the first one or two. And they were just trying to sell toys that were in the Japanese market to American kids. So that was, that was like a whole thing, right? Like, yeah some some shit like that and then so after that it was no longer the mighty morphin power and then it was like a whole thing but it's like a japanese show that they just like kind of overdubbed and like cut up yeah to sell toys you could tell it was like it was like the what i think it started early 90s 
possibly late 80s. I possibly late 80s. Kind of going off the Godzilla trope, you know, it was like like it was like that kind of action. It was like It was the same thing, but then you had these little guys like the henchmen that would show up and you'd fight five of them at a time. Yeah, so that was always the formula. It was like, all right, there's like 10 little guys and then they fight and then it's like, well actually now there's one big guy and it was like there's like no in between there like there's no it's always like eight little guys and then they're like oh we got them this time and then there's like a rumbling and yeah. then there's like a a guy a big guy and then they get their big guy and that's it and yeah. then you're like and then the guys like rangers <laughs> i give it up to zordon though i don't know if he was like the leader throughout all of the different types of like Power Rangers, like Samurai Power Rangers, all these different ones that they make like every year. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the whole catalog. Dude, I'm season. definitely going to now. I mean, is it on? It's got to be on Disney now, right? No, it's probably not owned who, by Disney. Who would own it? Probably <laughs> on uh, AskJeeves.com streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Hulu, or yeah. you probably have to rent. You probably would have to pay per episode on Amazon or YouTube. Yeah. Or um, Lycos streaming. Yeah, and I'm not even going to talk about the new movie because that was like the least entertaining thing I've ever seen. I'd rather watch Saturday morning episodes of Power Rangers than watch the most recent Power Rangers. That they tried, they tried to I make it. I don't even know what it was. Well, you have you have uh, kids. Yeah, my kid. This is the funny thing. My kids, my youngest son, not really into watching TV. He's a very physical, play with his toys, entertain yeah. himself at two. My oldest son is just turned five, and he loves horror movies. Okay. Which I I've always told my wife this that like me I can I can watch a good horror movie yeah. but I don't get scared in horror movies cuz I know they're not real. For sure. Right? So no matter what the concept of it is, I can't get scared. I I, I can which makes it harder for me to watch a horror movie because the whole point of watching them is for the scaring factors and the the terror. Yeah. But then if it's just not a good movie, I can't enjoy horror movies. Well, my son uh, like yeah. what he was for was like, Daddy, I want to watch something scary. I'm like, okay, well, and then that put me in a like a predicament because I'm like, what's your level of scary? Is it like, like yeah, you know, like I don't want to. I'm not going to play anything disgusting. So it started off with like Godzilla, right? So he wanted to watch like one of these okay. original black and white Godzillas. I was like, this oh, fucking wow. kid is cool. This kid is cool as fuck. I was like, uh, I played it. So he watches that one. Then I play the the Matthew Broderick Godzilla from like 1999. Oh, when uh, Puff Daddy, he's like, you can't. No, no, no. What He's like, uh, uh, no, it's it's Cashmere by uh, Led Zeppelin, right? The yeah. song. And then. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I bumped that on LimeWire like so much back in like 2000. Oh, 100%. How could you not? And there was <laughs> my mom actually, she worked at Taco Bell while uh, that movie was coming out. Oh, you got the cups? Their, they oh my god the cups the koozies the here lizard lizard like dude <laughs> the whole vibe dude the, that whole like run of like yokiero taco bell like all those like the dog ones when when uh that little chihuahua was representing taco bell was the best time of Taco Bell's life. It, it definitely, you didn't know anything about how, like, there was never a talk of how unhealthy it was. It was a place that I, adults, I don't think hated going, and kids really looked forward to going in the early 2000s. 
Mexican pizza. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mexican pizza's the shit. That's that Stupid by far little chihuahua saying dumb shit. Here lizard lizard. Mexican pizzas. Like just how the Taco Bell and bought it was like post pizza. Cause you know, there was like two things. It was like every like the advertisement of pizza places in the late nineties, early two thousands was like yeah. supreme, like just fucking amazing. And then they were going for it. I don't remember. Like, of course, we know the Ronald McDonald, Hamburglar, all that type of shit. And, yes. but in my mind, Taco Bell was cool. Like, Taco Bell was like the fucking punk rock of fast food places. Well, I mean, it really was because, like, they had like vegetarian stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't vegetarian, but I mean, uh, I've been vegan for 15 years since wow. 2007. And uh, I was vegetarian before then. Yeah. So like in high school, Taco Bell was like the shit. You, you like the crunch wrap. I mean, this is a little bit after that, you know, like the the prime because we're talking like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I graduated high school in 2007. So like 2005 and six, mm-hmm. I was just destroying vegetarian Taco Bell. And they were and actually so 99 easy. cents then. Like they yeah, were, it was just like cool, like bean and cheese burrito. You fucking get like two or three of those in some fire sauce. That's like good three, for like four bucks. Like yeah, in this the cinnamon curls are those even around anymore? Am I just missing those? I don't order because I think the cinnamon. I think the cheese roll. I'm trying to think of like the cheapest things they have. They they do have those. They do have them. I don't they know still if they have them. I don't I know if they're to, the twist. I need to go check them. I don't know if they're the I, twist or the, like they're like in these little ball forms, but I did I get my son authentic. something. I need to I need to go on eBay and get some new old stock uncooked Taco Bell cinnamon twists, circa two thousand two. Did you smoke? Did you smoke weed in high school at all? Absolutely. So that was like being high and getting the cinnamon twists were like a delicacy. It was amazing. Oh my god. Like that's the thing though. Taco Bell oh, just knows t- they're just they know who their they know who their audience and fan base is, and then now it's like they made a Mexican be- dude. The Crunchwrap, Crunchwrap Supreme when that first came out. Are you out of your fucking mind, dude? I was. I remember being so mad when I had the first one because it was like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> it's what like, what am I like? What else can I get anywhere else in the world now that's gonna like come anywhere close to this? It's like. Less than five dollars for this, like it was like a flying saucer, it was like a UFO of like shitty Americanized Mexican food. That, like, it was like they had focus groups that were just like smoking weed and talking about the ingredients of Taco Bell. I mean, it, it's it's so perfect, it is. It's like giving and some cinnamon twist. Oh my god, it's like if you traveled back in time and introduced Pornhub to 16-year-old boys in 1998, there would oh, there'd be no more society. Well, I mean, the internet connection wouldn't even be fast enough. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You they don't even have the broadband width for that. No, no, you had to earn your porn back in the late 90s. You had to be like, I'm going to somehow sneak a download of like a 20-second clip that's going to have to download. If you're lucky. For- if you're lucky, 20, somewhere yeah. five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, 
25 so ghosty my i think my cat loves porn hold on <laughs> that's a clip right there i think my cat okay. loves porn. so hey ghosty um, ghosty actually she's she's the beat maker in the family no <laughs> this, is, this is ghosty and she loves porn here you go yeah. Nothing. She's, she's normally she's normally a talker but 20 seconds of shitty not even 480p clips i mean you're talking hours yeah and you have to like hide that download from your parents somehow I oh mean, dude i had to share a computer with my grandma so i had to get sneaky oh my god i'm so glad my dad really did not give a shit about the computer and like he would just unplug it to turn it off it and did good. you guys have your phone connected to it? So like you had to like if you couldn't use your computer oh, and your phone oh, at the same time. Oh my god, absolutely! Like I, I would be like on there, and he's like, "Dude, I gotta call. You know, I gotta talk to someone." And like, it was a whole thing. Well, there was a laundromat next door, uh, to my house growing up, and we uh-huh. would, uh, we would. There was like a payphone, so like I, I remember just like using that payphone a lot, and like in tandem with like my home phone. And like I don't know, I don't remember the number for it, but I you could definitely like have people call you back. Uh-huh. It that just people don't get that. I mean, like get they like don't. a hardwired landline that just could ring at some point out in public, getting rained on and shit. Like, and it just works. Like, yeah, a lot to know. But imagine like a payphone during COVID. Like we had COVID. Back during the pay phone, pay phone times, we'd have no, be, nobody would call each other. Well, like, think about it too. Like Zoom, that's actually, you know what? In the last few years, I've literally never, I have the, that thought experiment has never crossed my mind. Like, what would, what would a COVID-like experience have been like in the nineties? I think. Oh people, my God, we got to make this movie. I think 90s nostalgia is in right now. Oh my God, yes. That's actually a brilliant idea. I feel like you get half of the people who I think would be stressed no matter what, right? Like they they wouldn't know what to do because their daily routine would be messed up, just like how our daily routine was messed up. Yes. You but I feel like you probably have more well-adjusted people who could be okay with some form of isolation. And like because I think back then you didn't have this constant seeking to communicate with other people. You either like, like you said, when you had to earn your porn, you had to earn earn your friendships and earn your time with your family or with your friends. Like if you went to your friend's house, like I can imagine now, like I've lived in my house for a year. Not one time has anybody knocked on my door looking for me that I knew. Right. Unless I invited them over. So like, my God, can't imagine being like, if my kids had friends, like we'd go to our friend's house, knock on the door, like, are they here? Like, is Tyler oh, here? Yeah. And they'd be like, Yeah, he's in the back. Or no, he's not gonna be back for like another two hours. Then you were like, Okay, well, I'll be back in two hours. You weren't yeah. like, let me call him in two hours. Like nah. so when when you finally got to hang out with people, you're like, I fucking worked for this and I'm gonna yeah. appreciate the time. <laughs> well, um, another thing I was just thinking of is like we're on Zoom right now. Mm-hmm. Like there like that would have not been at all a possibility like any sort of like dealing with that sort of thing like working from home i mean like i don't even like 
it's like laughable to even think about like, well, I mean, my dad was a construction worker, but like, I, I couldn't even imagine anyone I know, even the, like, how, how could you work from home without communication? I don't, I don't even know. Like, well, that's, that's the thing. thing. It's like, itself. it's, it's like the zoom, I think zoom was invented or the guy who create like is the CEO of the company did it right before the pandemic happened. And like, they thought this was going to flop. And then people were like, I'm not going to video chat with people all the time. And then all of a sudden, and then people now or businesses now were like, well, why would I pay this building? Like pay the rent in this building to send 10 employees there when we, they it can really just stay home. Even, you know what, honestly, even with just phone calls, it would have, if there's a need for something, there is enough of like an entrepreneurial capitalistic net of people that are going to try and cash in on whatever technology is like needed oh, yeah. at, at the moment. So like internet would have been prioritized. There's, there's also a whole nother thing about like, I remember, like, I mean, just like politics. I don't want to get too much into politics at all, but like, uh, the the divide and like how like it was like someone versus someone. I mean, that really was not like like everyone was like, yeah, like fuck George Bush, June, you know, like well, there was all you're you're always gonna not like. I feel like but, like politicians much politicians the feeling of like the guy you voted for losing was like attributed to like how you thought of when your football team or sports team lost you're like well this fucking sucks but you moved on with life and wow then- that's a really good point i was like well yeah i mean george bush won again and it was kind of shitty but like yeah you had more acceptance it, of it you're like well that whatever. sucks uh, i would have preferred to win but cool let's move on and then you go on with your life there's you're not holding on to it for four to eight years hoping that or posting on social media, like yeah. catering, you're not literally devoting any more time or energy to this person's cause. It was always like, well, that's why he's got people that work for him. That's why the government, like he's got his people that are going to formulate his campaign and then he's going to try again in four years, but we'll wait till well, that. Yeah, the- yeah. And I, I like in, in the context of like the whole like COVID happening in the 90s, which is a it's gotta be a movie like this summer (laughs) (laughs) it's covid but in the 90s um i think i think the divide between like people who would like be getting like vaccinated and like getting having to like socially isolate and like every just everything i feel like more people would have been like well yeah like this is America. We got to work together no matter what. To well, like, it's, it's like we want to nine... be the best at handling this. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, the last time that really happened was what? Nine 11 when no matter oh, what. So yeah, that would have been right. Like, can you imagine if COVID happened right after like, like in 2002, Yeah, it would have been like a completely different story. Cause it would have been like, all right, world, like we're all together. And that was only like, that was, you know, so 2001 so like 21 years later we there's like politicians getting like actually assaulted and you know what i mean like it's just like damn dude like i i don't i've come to terms with something that i recently that 
I feel is pretty much sums up why I think there's so much division. And I, I honestly just think it's like, I try to look at the perspective of everything through like young people's eyes and like what, oh, yeah. what, what kind of technology or so like how society or the world is with in their upbringing. And like my wife is a couple years younger than me and I love my wife to death, but like she, you know, she, we have two different mindsets cause we're on, we're raised in two different times. And I've just kind of learned that like, all it takes is like five years for people to care about too much or too less of something. And I think like, yeah, when it comes to like politics, social, like economics, or anything involving our society, like having children taught me that I can, I can only control so much. There's no, I only have a limited amount of energy to use and I don't want to spend it being angry or emotionally triggered by things. And the, I, after reading oh, a sure. few books, taught, like watching a few lectures, that's something people can easily get addicted to and then form into their own personality. And I had to really kind of debate with myself. Do I want to be somebody who gets attention by triggering emotions or, um, or putting out as close as I can get some form of original thought? Right. And I mean, that's hard enough to do. Like, you know, my podcast, when I first started, it was initially of talking to everybody. I would love talking to everybody, no matter like I want to talk to business owners, which I'm still doing, but like, I was like, I wasn't being, I wasn't talking about the things that I enjoyed doing, listening, or were a part of my personality. I wasn't talking or promoting myself. I was slow, solely promoting other people. And, and in a mix, I kind of lost myself in that, where I was like, why am I doing this? I'm not doing it for me anymore. Uh, it's not providing me yeah. anything. It's not even showing people a part of me or who I am or what my interests are. And so I took a break for a while. I took a break for like almost two months and was like, okay, what like, and as cliche as it sounds, did some soul searching. Um, you got to search that soul. Took some time to myself to kind of not isolate myself because that is, isn't always healthy, but to actually think about what makes me happy and what I enjoy doing. And normally those are things that people are insecure about, right? Like, like, let's say, um, Sometimes the things that people love the most are the hardest to show other people for the afraid, like for the fear of rejection or the fear for of sure. like, and those kind of things. Well, like growing up in my family, I had fa my family members were very, my dad's from Portugal, grew up in uh, the Azores Islands off the coast of Portugal and moved to the United States when he was 17 and lived in uh, Tulare, California, like, you know, town really close to Fresno okay. and, and met my mom. And they're very country. They worked on dairies and farms and moved to Oregon. They're very country music-oriented people. Um, do you know who Glenn Campbell is? That sounds really familiar. Famous country singer from, like, the 70s. Uh, had a TV show. really, really familiar. So he's one of my cousins. He, had, like, a sh he had a show? Yeah, like a it's like a cowboy-themed country music show. Yes, or it's yes, kinda like a yes, talk yes, show. yes, yes. Yes, yeah, that, I know exactly. Yes. He's a cousin on my grandfather's side and my mom's side. So like country music's always been a big thing in my family. And nice. well, when I was three, we moved to Portland and I grew up in Portland. My brother and sister are seven, eight years older than me. Uh, 
So they grew up a different lifestyle. So mm. in my family, I was always the different one who was listening to rock and roll, um, hip hop music from the like, God, I was seven years old in the late 90s. So the stuff I immediately was hit with was like, you know, Outkast, Jaw Rule, Cash Money Records, oh, yeah. Manny Fresh, oh, all yeah. that. Little Wayne, the Hot Boys, that kind of mainstream hip hop. And I used to get made fun of all the time by family members, relatives, and always told like what I listen to sucks. And that imprinted in my brain for the next 20 years, right? Where I was never expressive with the like my creativity or the things I was interested in. And I told myself over that break that I'm going to talk about the things that I love the most and talk to interesting people who share share kind of the same interests, but put their own twist on it, you know, because that's the thing yeah. about music and art that it, it's very unifying and brings people together. But every individual brings a, a bit of themselves to it and makes it unique. And that's what like drew me to you, dude, because like when I when I first came across your Instagram, I was like, this guy's cool as shit for what the aesthetic <laughs> was great. It's like you got I had I, I thought that you might have been. Uh, somewhere in the northwest, maybe in Seattle or something, because you had so much vegetation in in your room yeah. and outside. And I was like, "That's so cool!" Like, his catch is chilling there while he's playing his music. Uh, oh, he's got yeah. his drum beats. I oh, I thought you were a drummer, and I'm glad you confirmed it with me because I was like, "This guy's really oddly good at like doing drum beats." He's got to be a, like a yeah, decent yeah. drummer. That, and that's like my 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 shortcoming is that I'm like. I am a drummer, so I only ever want to just like play through the stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you notice you don't see as many like finished beats. You know, like there's there's like a certain drawback to that as well. But so it, when you is, when you it decide it easier <laughs> when you decide to make a video and you're working on something, is that very impromptu? Like in the moment, like you're just like I got an idea and I'm gonna just mess around and see where this goes. I mean. Uh, in regards to like any of the videos like on Instagram like recently, it's for sure like it's it's honestly this like morning thing that I do. Uh I was I was really on it for like a minute. And it's it's basically like I wake up at 4 30 mm -hmm. and I get my lunch together for the day. I do tile. So I do like construction shit. So I always pack a lunch and that whole deal. Oh yeah. So get up, get lunch going, take care of the cats, um, get my water, some coffee. And then I just sit down here and see, you know, just see what happens. It's kind of like a morning, like meditation or like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the sun's coming up, uh, Cause it, you saw I was setting over there, but like, so like on this side here, it like comes up and I have windows along the side. So it's like, just this like really nice lighting. Like it's just very, why cute. wouldn't you want to do that every morning just to have that like peaceful setting it's, and then make music. It, it, for me personally, it's the same as if, you know, someone journals in the morning or if someone does like a, a, just like a light yoga stretch or like, I mean, it's, it's honestly most similar to like a meditation. I literally, it is so, a I mean, form. And, and there's some mornings, um, where I'll just put on a record cause the computer is actually on <laughs> the record player right now. That's cool. Sometimes I'll just put on a record and everything runs through all of this. So it all, it'll just go through here no matter what. 
I'll put on a record and just sit here and drink my coffee, eat some fucking cereal or whatever, and just sit here. And if nothing comes to me, if nothing hits, I I don't want to force it. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's sometimes when, you know, it is frustrating, like you, you feel like you're not forcing it and then you're, you end up not happy with it. And it's like, well, the point isn't necessarily to have the product at the end be something that's like super sick. It's more of like the process of doing it. Like it's like pra- practicing like, like like a sport or like for a game or something like you're not always you're going no. through the motions of making yeah. a song but like if at the end you're not stoked on it or like it's not what you wanted like who fucking cares like exactly just <laughs> just do the thing that is what you're doing but like slightly different keep that going and so it's like an exercise for me to do that so sometimes going back to the whole videos question sometimes it's cool and i'm working on something and i'm into it and i'm like let me just snap a quick little thing you know and um social media and like all that shit is like pretty toxic and you really have to be careful about like um getting like super wrapped up in uh what you're giving it versus what you're getting back from it. Yep. If you're just constantly churning out shit for the sake of like the endorphin rush of seeing like new messages and likes and it, shares, like it's never like, good. I, I love it. I'm addicted to it. I hate money, but I love money. You know, it's like, yep. I really would like, I hate it because I just, I, I don't like the feeling that I get. Well, I covet it. And it's it's, the same with like Instagram and all that shit. It's very good that you're at least insightful enough to realize that, though, because there are people that either look completely past it or people that just they ignore it or naive about it. But the fact it's very intuitive that you are like, I love this. And this is like and you realize that because I feel like everybody does, but they never say it like I'm like the type of person where if I have a good if I come across a large amount of money. And I pay all my bills and I have a large amount of money oh, left. Yeah. I am more stressed even when I have a comfortable amount of money than when I have no money. Because well, when then I have you're like, okay, am I doing the right thing with the money? Like, do yeah. I have it in the right spot? Like, I gotta, you know, it's like I put some away just in case of a, a random accident or just in case something yeah. bad happens and my mind processes the possibility of unexpected bad things happening. But then if I have no money, I know I can't spend it. And even if something randomly pops up, I'm in no control of it. Like the, it's it's the feeling of stress along with like the reality of being unprepared. But like I completely get that. Like I heard a quote recently, or I was watching a video of David Bowie being interviewed, and he said like he was talking about he was asked the question of like where he thinks the artist should do when they're preparing their music when they're making their music, and he's like, well, in my opinion. I feel like if you're doing it for the money, anything besides your personal art, then it's doomed to fail uh, because you're catering to uh, what other people are telling you what to do. You'll al- wow. your, your art will always suffer when you're yeah. trying to cater to the expectations of other people. Yeah. And that, it will th- that's exactly it. And you will thrive when you 
get into the darkness enough to where you're dipping your toes in and out of touching the the bottom of the ocean. I know I'm doctoring this quite a bit, like to the words, but and when your toes are almost touching is where you feel the most uncomfortable, but that's where you need to be. And that's where people find the, or usually where they make their best work. And I was like, how fucking genius is that? Because it's just, it's just obvious. Like if you're in that moment where you're feeling like, Oh, well I made this, I'm not really feeling it. Okay. Well move on to the next one. But if you're looking at it from an algorithmic perspective and you're like, well, I have to put, like if you're stressing, you're the, like if you're the individual that's stressed, like I got to put this amount of videos out today. I don't have oh, the time. Yeah, I don't have no, the I time mean, to I do, do this. <laughs> I for sure do. Like I literally did the one that I did today, literally because in my head I was like, oh, I haven't posted a video in a few days. I need to post. It a doesn't video. it feel like a but version of like, FOMO? Like, it feels like we all have this fear of missing out. Like, if we're not contributing something or trying to push our brand and trying to... Because all we're trying to do is express ourselves along with trying to gain something out of it, whether it's recognition for our creativity and our expression. And well, it's always yeah. rooted at the bottom of, like, at financing. Because the goal is, the fi- in our culture, the money for validates sure. our work. and And... I have to tell myself that like, okay, let's focus right now on making the best possible thing you can do and try to be the most original version of yourself. And the more I tell myself that, the easier it becomes slightly and the less I think about the other things, but those are still always in the back of my head no matter what. And I think that's just part of being human. We're just trying to be good. You, I mean, I, I like to live life very transparently, you know, like I, I feel like if my feelings are known, then that takes out a whole variable of like what other people are using their brain energy on to think about how I'm feeling about something. Like, I just want to cut that whole portion of people's thoughts right out. It's like, I know that Instagram sucks and that I, am using it to feel validated in doing my art and I need to get likes but to can feel I ask you something? validated. Doesn't it feel, and I don't know if every social like media influencer feels this way, but I feel like when you're, when you come up with a good idea and you want to put it out to Instagram, everybody knows it sucks, but there's kind of a thrill of diving into the danger and unexpectedness of either aggression, hate and negativity and there's a part of me that oh, feels like I, every time I go I love, in, I'm like, bring it, bring I, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love the feeling of not or being like unsure about something or like, I mean, what I do is is much different than like what you're doing, you know, like, you yeah. if I, I make but we, it's rooted in the same interest. Though. Yes, it, it really is. Like, I like, here's the way I look at it. I'm going to be waking up and making beats in the morning for myself, regardless of if there's a camera. Like, Same. that's that's just what it is. I, it, I spend about 80% of my day listening to music, whether I'm either about to go to sleep or it's in the background. And when I see my kids' responses to it, like if I'm playing a song, I think it was a couple of days ago, I was playing um, a song from Phoenix. You know the band Phoenix? Like they have like... Uh, uh, original hits they're like too young um 
Fences, 1901, uh, Litzomania. Like, if you heard their songs, you probably heard them in the I background probably... at a coal somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like it's wow, okay. Something like that. <laughs> That's but, so specific. In the background at a coal. Like, it's like what they became that band. They're kind of like, uh, I think they're more than that, but like, you'd recognize it's in like the one bathroom of those at a Jamba Juice. Dude, I worked at a Jamba Juice and they had most of their songs on the playlist. Really? But like, great band. They're just kind of, they became. They were that they were at their peak in like the mid 2000s or like 2010. And okay, uh, okay. I love their music. I've always loved their music. And I'll like, I listen to them quite a bit. Like, um, and I was playing one of the songs just in the background and seeing my kids dancing or like reacting to it or playing like um, a Metallica song. And my two year old son who doesn't know what head- headbanging is just starts throwing his hands up in the air and headbanging. And I mean, it's a natural reaction. Like, those. There's no, there's like no mystery to like what a song is trying to tell you. Yeah, we like, know instinctively what you it is. You will know what this is trying to tell. It is very apparent. Like the way things are masked and the way things are revealed in songs is what makes a cool song a cool song. Exactly. But it is much like a conversation with someone where you're, or you're listening to a story. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen. Next. Like when you're like someone's emotion to something uh, that's not music can be very uh, telling about their like personality, yep. you know, like uh, someone yelling at them. Do they yell back? You know, like there's a lot of things like that. And it's like the same with uh, music where like you immediately know like i guess if you know depending on the part of the song you're listening to but like if you play a song for someone like you can immediately know if they're fucking with it yeah almost like like your kid like banging his head to metallica depending on the album it's probably sick and it's like they know what's up yeah a two-year a two-year-old would probably still bang their head to saint anger but yeah (laughs) and then they'd learn but uh yeah it's i've played music my entire life and no one else in my family really played music and i i don't know what it is but it it is it, it is like in me to do it like isn't it kind of crazy like it's like when i heard something recently from a musician that was being interviewed on a podcast it might have been roger waters or no no it wasn't roger waters it was uh anthony kiedis the lead singer of uh yeah, red hot oh, chili yeah, peppers yeah. and he was saying that like it's interesting where it's like when you perform or you get this overtaking of wanting to produce, like make music, express yourself. It's kind of like, it's like somebody sends it to your body and you expel it and you like you present it and you express it, but then it goes away. And it's always like people have it. I think most people have this irking for creativity in their own way, but then like, it's kind of something that's outside of yourself. You know, it's like, it could be, it could be an idea. It's like, Sometimes it seems like ideas aren't even our own. It seems like it's just like an idea hits you and you're like, oh, where did that come from? Well, I got to do something with it. And some of the most creative artists and musicians express their art in that way. It's like, like music who music expresses so many different layers of emotion. Like if you're listening to a song and you hear a story and you can at the same time 
multi your brain can multitask listen to a story hear their story and get their point of view out of it while while on the opposite reflecting it back towards yourself and kind of looking inward at it and being like how do i relate to this and then the feeling and emotion that it invokes right whether it's happiness joy sadness anger like music has that power and it can be formulated for many different things and Overall, I feel like it's only done really good. Like even the shittiest music, like made somebody laugh, you know, or or I mean, made somebody someone, else real. Someone made bad, the someone made bad music, and so they don't really know what everyone else is thinking. And I feel like bad music is like the truest most honest form of like what someone's doing like i follow this uh instagram called catatonic youths do you do you know them at all no i'm gonna follow them now though okay so big shout out to catatonic youths i think that's how you say catatonic youths shout out shout shout out (laughs) like and subscribe um they, uh, they always post like really really bad music and i love it for multiple reasons the first reason is like the base level like it's funny because this sucks and like they <laughs> they really like took this seriously but then like the afterthought is like well wait a second fuck me dude like i don't have a music video for this you know like i don't have this shit like who am I to say what's like, there's someone, someone afforded this camera. Some of the videos are like really well shot and the music is so bad. And I'm just like, who's the real loser? Like, I don't have a high quality music video. See, that's you the weird thing I mean? about like, it though, right? Cause it's like, like you said, it makes you like, look in at yourself as an artist and be like, why? Like you catch yourself fine. judging. You're like, yeah. what am I to I say? This I don't is like, bad. This person's doing I don't, it. Like there's certain, okay. Like there's certain things, right. Like, um, that are just like hard and fast lines, like, um, like, like being vegan, right. Like for me, like straight up and down, like if you eat meat, I think that's really fucking dumb. And I just would love if you would stop like that. Like there's no way I cannot think that like trap music. I've heard some songs where I'm like, Okay, like I can I I get it, you know. I don't like it and it's not for me and I don't need to have an opinion about it. Like exactly. there's nothing like there's that's not my opinion to have like whether I like something or not that's not meant for me. Who fucking cares? I don't go to a seafood restaurant and then complain that they don't have like a sick ass tofu quinoa bowl for me to eat. It's like why did you come here? Like why would I, if I watch something, you know, if I sought something out and then I'm like, ah, oh, this shit sucks. It's like, well, no, you suck because it's not for you to judge whatever this is. You yeah. know, like if Some you people don't, just don't like know it, shit about themselves, <laughs> if, yeah, if you don't like something and other people also don't like something, that doesn't mean that it necessarily sucks. It just means that like y'all don't like it. Yeah. So like, in most cases, like it's hard, you know, it, like I'm saying all this and my wife is in the other room and she's probably like, 
you're a fucking hypocrite. But like at the same time, like I I do realize like in my head when I say something sucks or like I try I try and be pretty positive. Like in in most I I try I try, especially about like people's like creative endeavors, you know, like because just the same as like I wake up and I do this, and some people might think it sucks, and some people even tell me it sucks, and people are gonna say whatever they're gonna say. And regardless of what they're saying, like I still want to wake up early in the morning and make beats right after cleaning out my cat's litter box while drinking some coffee to wake up. Like, yes, sir. Regardless of what anyone thinks about what I'm doing or what I think about what I'm doing or if anything comes out of it at the end of the day, like that's just one thing. Like, obviously, yeah. like, I'm not just working on music in the morning, but like, those are a majority of the videos that you see because that's like when I have time to do it. But if something is not meant for you, just think about it before you like really judge and like have like a strong opinion about it. Like, I don't like Marvel comics. I don't like comic books at all. Do I think the movies are good? As a movie, like, yeah, they're fine. I've seen a couple and like, it is cool. It's not for me though. But you understand and, like that if you're going to see a Marvel movie, that it's you're not expecting Martin Scorsese, Quentin yes, Tarantino, like exactly. award-winning movies. You're That's not, what yeah, everybody not, should be aware of. Yeah, it's not fucking E.T. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, like uh, sorry, it's this, yeah, this is not The Godfather. Like, just go, like, I love movies. And I, I, I go to the movie theater and like, I'm a Stubbs premium member, uh, premier member, like, and subscribe Stubbs. Yep. Shout out. Shout out. Me too. Um, so they, movies are awesome because there's so much effort put into them. And this is like the same thing with like bad, bad music. Like I'll be sitting there watching a movie and like know damn well that it is not good. And I'll watch the whole ass thing. And then I'll leave and be like, I've never made a movie <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't even I've know where to begin. I've never stepped out of my comfort zone enough to fucking try, like spend millions of dollars. It's like, did I like it? No. Cool. No, I don't, I don't like comic book movies in general. And but the difference is, is those I don't people care. never, those people never stop. It's like, you, they could be like, if your love is producing, writing and directing movies and you put out a piece of shit, or like what you see something different than the public sees it, that doesn't stop that person because they still love that art and they're still going to keep doing it. Someone, uh, someone's into it. And yeah, someone's someone into always it, is. Like if someone wants something and someone's providing something, and nobody's really getting hurt in the process, I don't see what the fucking problem is. I, 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 I think <laughs> it's. I think it is a boredom. And mental health issue, really, more than anything. I think people, when they see people doing original things, it makes them feel bad about themselves. Well, of course. It's hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Insecure people are going to, you know, they're the ones that are going to say, like, uh, uh, like your hair's dumb. The thing like on, a, on a beat video, and it's like, yeah, Obviously, my hair is dumb. Your hair is fucking a, sweet. Okay, I have a your hair fucking is fucking sweet. Mullet, okay, I don't give a shit. That is dude. a mane like, of God. 
You stole that from like a magical being on top of a mountain. A ma- and magical then, magical mullet mark on top. You held of it. I wish I could animate because I could just picture you on top of a mountain just lifting up this mane that you fought like ancient warriors off to get. Yeah. And then as you're putting it down, the hair fall the hair starts attaching oh, itself yeah, to yeah, your yeah. follicles. Where it, like it zooms in really close and it shows like on like a cellular level it like Yeah. It's like it goes yeah. all the way to your scalp and shows like it's like scraping off like the other the dead skin and just like taking in and refreshing oh, yeah. your scalp. And then like the metaphorical shampoo comes in and then just fucking starts mixing it up. And then it's like a fucking rainbow lights off your head and you turn and look at the camera and you're like, yes, it's like oh similar. God. What happened? I, I feel like that probably happened to Weird Al in a past life, you know? Oh my God. I want this. I want to, we, we, you need to get some funding for this commercial. I do. <laughs> I, I need want, an animator, bro. I want that to be whatever snippet you put for, uh, like uh promoting this video the po- the podcast i want no, it to i'm be definitely gonna clip animation. it <laughs> but just like, draw it have your kids draw it for you and then and then the hair comes on and it's like you will be prefer you will be known as tortilla couture yeah you're like exactly that, 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 it's crazy that's exactly how i got my name for <laughs> If you don't mind me asking, what made you think of that? Because that's so originally creative, dude. That was one of the best segues I've ever heard on a podcast. You just you. (laughs) uh, You just magically made all that happen. So I was really high with my friend Chase. Like and subscribe. Big shout out, Chase. Um, (laughs) And uh, Chase... Uh, actually, Chase is in a really cool band ha- called uh, Hello Vacate. Wait, Vacay Club. Never mind, Chase. Don't watch this because I butchered your band's thing. I'll but find it's like them. House, <laughs> it's, it's like house music. It's pretty cool. My buddy Hell Stevie yeah. is in it, and then other people are in it. But um, anyways, I was very high with Chase on weed. And <laughs> on. I mean, I just got to make sure people know. I mean, dude, do ketamine. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care. What assaults, do you, do you think? <laughs> vibe out on some PCP. Yeah, well, some I, some I mean, magic mark, like some sherpies. And... Yeah, do it. High on anything. Get high on life, man. <laughs> um, so I was, I was high on weed. And uh, we were at my house. This was in Carlsbad, California. And... um. I, I make fucking burritos and wraps and shit all the time. So I have, uh, I had some tortillas and, um, you know, you know, like when you're in school, like in elementary school and you, it's like Christmas time and you like fold up paper and then you like cut out little bits of it and then you uh-huh. unfold it and it's like, Oh, it's a snowflake, you know, and it's cute. So we were doing that with the tortillas. We were like folding them up and like taking like, Tortilla origami? Yeah, so we were taking like little like bites out of the tortilla and like making like little things. And then so I made a um uh, a hat, like a, it was more of like a crown or like a halo really. And so like I made it and it was it was it was literally just a circle. I just ate a circle into the middle of a tortilla and then I like put it on my head and then like he made one too and we were just like we were making music like wearing these like tortilla halo things legend and it's so like you know what like couture like the french word yeah for like fresh like like 
clothing. Well, it's decorous. for like clothing that is like specifically made for you, like yeah. a couture piece. Uh, like if this shirt, I I really do feel like this shirt was is couture. It's made for me. I like it. What's it, it say on it? It says Computer Saurus Rex. Oh my this, god, that's awesome! It's this like dorky like computer with glasses on, like uh, with a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like I was like, oh, it's tortilla couture because it's like a couture tortilla, and so like we <sighs> just like it was like funny. And we were just like saying that, and we we're like, I just picture both of you with these tortillas on your head, and the, like yeah. the clouds open up, and you yes. both look up like in sync, and it's like, yes, oh! yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I don't know if you know this brand, uh, but like Fiorucci, like and subscribe. They have this, uh, um, their 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 um, like logo thing is like two little baby cherubs in like clouds, and I, I that's what I imagined when you said that. Wow. But you don't know what it is, so I just explained that for no reason. That was very nice, but, though. But now you know what Fiorucci is. Baby girl tees. <laughs> um, Legendary, though, man. So that, so that's that's the name. That's the origin story of the name. Don't ever change it, please. Don't. That's, I, I, I've thought about it because I, I, I'm not of um, Hispanic descent at all. Hold up, though. I Hold up. I, was, I work with... I work with some Hispanic fellows who are aware of your name for me promoting you and they think it's genius. So there's no negative, anything to tortillas. Like, All right. I, I think, mean, this- I think what helps is that you're very charismatic and like you're, 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 you're your own character. You're yourself. And I think people like you have an original name and you're an, like an original person. I yes. think if it was faked, like you gave that, like if I called myself tortilla couture, they'd be like, this guy needs to get beat up. When you said it, I was like, I'm going to kick that dude's ass. <laughs> Just hearing you say it in the context of it being you, I was like, nah, dude. Yeah, it's not fitting. But like, when nah. people can apply the name to the individual, I think they're like, oh, this is cool. Well, like- it's like a weird ass. It's, it's tortilla couture. So that like those words together on a base level, like tour tour like tortilla cut like the whole like that's it's, why it just blends it so well st- it got stuck in our heads because we were like oh yeah tortilla like because like if you like really like you're all stoned and you're like tortilla couture you do realize that you got to make t-shirts like and then call it tortilla couture like you need that yes you need, you need some merch well okay so i um quick sidebar um i want I, my wife and i sell vintage clothing and that's what we were doing in LA when we lived there full time. Oh, is your wife is your like, wife is so like, our, my lady vintage or our lady vintage? Our our lady thrift. Like our lady thrift. Okay. Here, here, smash that like here. I, I hope you don't put any buttons. I don't even know if you know how to put buttons wherever I'm pointing, but I want one here, oh, I, here, and here. When, when I do the clips, I'll 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 just tag and mention her on that spot. So it'll wow. It, I could do this. All right, get your animators on it. I don't know here. about Chase because that was like that's a very common name for males and females nowadays. So oh, I feel like it's gonna be hard no, to find. I that want Ch- I want Chase's name to come up. Like, wait, hold on. Just Chase. <laughs> here. Okay. Uh, okay, perfect. I can do that. Um, I can do that. Yeah, like a car chase. <laughs> um, and he might. He'll probably never see this, so it's fine. But uh, what the fuck? Um. Oh, so we sell we sell clothing, blah blah blah. Um. 
there's so many like vintage t-shirts that like aren't really cool like they're not like this like this is a banger you know this that's is a like, banger this is cash money millionaires like that's no a, limits that's a turn some head like, shirt yeah you're you're on a basketball court with a golden tank you're having a slam dunk contest with this shirt that sure yeah, is, is worth beating get, getting beat up over somebody would attack you for that shirt oh yeah it happens daily i have yeah. to wear other shirts like it's clean as fuck that's because somebody doesn't want to accidentally stain it and then take it from you so that's why nobody ever tries to ruin that shirt that you're, you're protected yeah yeah yeah. i i really do like i like if i get anything on it if i get something white on it i fucking I have you ever had that shirt like I, i'm like that with jackets and flannels right like so i have like a lot okay. of kind of like uh corduroy and like uh God, I can't believe wool like flannels and jackets. And one day my wife, because me, I'll keep it as clean as possible and not wash sure. any of my wool stuff. I'll try to not wash my clothes, like minus like underwear, shirts, and all the essentials. But like my jackets, For I don't sure. want to run yeah, them through yeah. the wash. One day my wife took everything, everything, because I had it piled on a chair in my uh in our bedroom. Mm. And she ran them through the wash mm. and they got destroyed. Mm. And it blew my mind. I've never been so mm-hmm. stressed or triggered. Like, I wanted, I looked at her, I'm like, how fucking dare you? Like, most people would get a divorce for money and, like, like, yeah. like uh, cheating on your spouse. In that moment, I contemplated it. I was like, yeah, I'm contemplating leaving you right now because this hurts so bad. Wow. And I did it. We Does stuck it out because this? we love each other. No, she was yeah. fully aware of, she was fully aware of, like, the set. I, knew, I think she... The one thing that made it sink in is that I didn't come off angry. I looked very sad because I'm like, these were hard how, to find. How old were they? I had some from the 70s. I had. Oh, um, wow. And, you know, and it, tr- and it triggers me back. Right. Because like, I'm sorry, if you if we want to get out of here, we can we can change the subject. No, no, it's OK. It's, it's just bringing back past trauma, because one time in my early right. days when, when I was 18, and I was living with my parents, and my parents were making me pay a lot of bills, but I had a full-time job, so I spent all my money on wasteful, cl- like, buying clothes all the time. I bought uh, a stu- – you, you ever heard of the brand Stussy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always say Stussy, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I've always called it Stussy. Stussy, Stussy, whatever. But Whatever. I, there's a store in downtown Portland called Compound Clothing, and they always had, like um, – like a lot of 10 deep, the hundreds, a lot of hip hop yeah. cult, subculture uh, clothing. And I, I had the money and I'm like, I went in there and I saw this jacket that had patches on it. Just like, like just animated 19, like 1990s looking cartoon characters on it, on a um, bomber jacket. Yeah. Cost $250 is biggest waste of money ever spent. And on a jacket. And I, I, I had it for four days. I had it for four days. And, I get home one day and I'm getting ready to go off my friends and I want to wear this jacket. So I go to look for my jacket. I'm like, I don't know where my jacket's at. I, I get, and my mom was doing laundry that day. So I go to my mom, I'm like, mom, you know what happened to my jacket? She's like, oh yeah, I ran through the wash. I was like, no, you can't run. It's got stitches, patches. It's made of this. It completely ruined it. Half the stat, like uh, patches were ripped off. It shrunk oh like three sizes God. to where I couldn't even put my arm in it. And wow. I was like, I, I went and it was already cycled through the dryer so i opened up the dryer and i pulled it out i'm like oh she even dried it yeah she went through the whole cycle like a regular cycle like normal clothes and i'm like oh my god and she's like what's the matter i'm like you're not supposed to put this in the dryer mom you're not supposed to wash it she's like well it was on your bed i'm like yeah because i was gonna wear it 
the bed doesn't mean wash it. It means it's all my bed. Yeah, what is there? Yeah, there's like a theme in your life of people. Uh, Do I smell bad? And they just like taking oh, piles. They're they're, they're they just see if you you need to hide your piles. You need apparently, to keep and I have early. and I had laundry baskets, man. Like the if that's not in the laundry basket, don't take it. But it was not in the it was not that's laundry a, bag. That's a that's a clutch rule for anyone to have. So that's what triggered me with my wife because I had a flashback moment to when. Wow. Childhood like, trauma. Well, it's like, early adulthood drama. Well, and my wife is 26. You would think that you'd know what to wash or what not to wash, right? Like, wash white I mean, t-shirts. When, in, when in doubt, leave it out. Yeah. You know? That's the name of this do, podcast. That's the episode today's podcast yeah. is when Come in doubt, guys. leave it out. <laughs> Come, <laughs> on, Come on, guys. <laughs> when in doubt, leave it out, okay? <laughs> when right. in doubt, leave it out. If it's on the chair or if it's on the bed, let it go instead, okay? Yeah, exactly. Wait, so so if you by that rule, anything in your house could be washed at any moment. Yeah. You can pick oh, up my cat chairs? and toss it in the wash. Yeah, that Albert Einstein washed it. Yeah. It's there. It's not You got to throw my a, you got to throw my you got to throw my books in the wash? Yeah, they're there. That's, a, I, I, that's I feel a pretty impressed at I feel impressed I was able to pull this off and actually point it in the right direction. Yeah, you're like a meteor, you're like a meteorologist. Okay, for this one, I want a weather. I want a sun with sunglasses right here. Okay, perfect. We'll get uh, Chase. Yeah, right there. <laughs> but hey, man. So back to like, um, kind of like. So you you were telling me that you were in a you're in a band, or are you still currently in the band? Okay. So my it's it's a long backstory. So I I am in a, a couple of bands right now. I the long the long and short of it is I've been playing drums since elementary school, like fourth grade. Yeah, and I've always played drums in a bunch of different types of bands, but mostly played drums in like heavier bands. And um, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia, which is where. Um, like clips is from so like yeah Pusha that's the first Pusha thing Pusha I thought T. of was clips I was yeah. like that's Ed Pharrell I think Pharrell too. he's from Virginia Beach Missy Elliott she's from Portsmouth Timbaland's from Portsmouth um so like growing up even though I was like playing heavier music hip hop was always like a part of like the culture for the whole time I was playing drums oh yeah um so you know, fast forward to now, like I was, I've been in like multiple international, like touring bands, like playing drums again in like, like hardcore and like kind of post-punk kind of stuff. Um, I did a lot of session work in California when I was there. Um, I did a good amount of like session stuff in Virginia too, when I was there, but more so in California. And, um, so now I moved back to the East coast to Salem, Massachusetts, and I am in a band, a hardcore band with my, uh, buddy who I was in a band with before my, so he was the singer in this band called landmines like, and subscribe. And they, they, we did a lot of traveling like Europe, uh, full us, like that whole thing. And I was like 2021 20, at the time. So there was like a lot of, and they were all like, like thirties at that, like late twenties, early thirties. <laughs> Cause, um, I've always played with older people. It just like, 
it's just always worked that way. Like when I was in high school, I was playing in like college bands and shit and like having to get snuck in. So like, I've always just played with older people. And so I got a lot of experience with that, um, like early on. And the singer of that band landmines lives here in, in Massachusetts, the town over. And, um, long story short, I, we needed to come back to the East coast for work and to be closer to family, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I work with him doing tile. So my boss is the singer in the band that I'm in now. And he was the singer in that band landmines. And so we have like, uh, we got like 10, 12 songs right now. We're going to go record them soon. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like the hardcore side of things. But I mean, I play drums to whatever. I just have always loved heavier music. No, I get that. That's one thing yeah. I've started recently getting into the last year was heavier music. I just meet people that were like, were like kind of giving me suggestions and yeah, I love the I love the place I put myself in right now because I'm surrounded by people who just send me great music and have yeah. recommendations. Give me, hey, dude, there's a show going on on Saturday at this lounge in Portland. You want to go? Cool, let's yeah. go do it. Uh, this artist is coming to the Doug Fur Lounge. Shout out Doug Fur Lounge. Um, and like, like I just got tickets. You know who Bartiz Strange is? Shout out Bartiz. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think you'd really like Bar- enjoy his Bar-T? music. Bartiz, uh, B-A-R-T-E-E-S-E, strange. Um, okay. Guy is a savant. Like, this guy is amazing. He's like a like a guitarist, lead singer. He's been on, you, I think you can look him up, and he was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, like, okay. Like, okay. Um, like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And I had a friend turn me on to him. Um, actually... My friend Eliza that I interviewed, she's the she's part of this group called Hot Moms Club out of San Diego, California. Oh wow! Um, if you, I did an episode with her uh, about two episodes ago. Amazing, like artist, guitarist, and she told me, brought me on to Barty Strange. Uh, said oh. that like he, he was like a mentor to her and like showed her how to like gave her like inside of the business and kind of gave her tips and tricks on how to like you know express create like creatively like just to kind of he's kind of like a rick rubin type like he just brings oh, out the better okay, part of okay. you without really yeah. giving you advice like he's giving you advice but it's really just advice for you to be as authentic as possible and he's a cool well, yeah, individual like, that, i mean that kind of goes back to what we were saying about like like a couture thing like not everything like if you really want to express like the most creative side of you 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 can't put yourself in like a little box and try and sell it and like make it never turns out well it never turns out well and it's like the the bowie quote you know you said like if you make it a commodity then you're gonna treat it like uh, an industry that is gonna simplify and make it into one nice little package while like you know cutting corners and like Making exactly. it exactly, and you're to... catering to other people's yeah exactly. perspectives, and that yeah. always fails. I don't. Anytime you can look throughout history, when it comes to dictators, political leaders, musicians, painters, artists, artists, it never turns out well when you cater to what other people want because you lose a sense of yourself in it. And and I felt like I was going down that path for a while, where I was like, who, like, what am I doing? Like, I was so consumed with everything, where I was like, I I validated 
the way I was thinking was like, oh, well, you're just doing this because you're trying to be a good father. You know, nothing's wrong with like I, I try my best each day to be a good father, but I kind of lost touch of like, what does that even mean? Does that mean me trying my best, me not being impulsive, me not repeating uh, behaviors that my 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 own parents had breaking habits, things like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it took me like reading a couple books and kind of just getting more insight into my own psychology, what can cause certain traumas, uh, generational trauma, just like getting allowing my mind to have a perspective I'm not used to having. And uh, and that's kind of helped me on everything and it even allowed me to like enjoy different types of music to kind of see people's expressions in a more clearer light and to be more understanding and less judgmental. And, and it's brought out a general curiosity and wanting to know more about artists and different people who are expressing themselves in the most original way. And I've really enjoyed that with you. Like, I think what you're doing is great, man. And I like, and I hope you keep like, doing it i hope i hope you never lose interest i hope you like i'm sure whatever you apply yourself to now it's just gonna fucking bloom and all i can do is i've kind of learned that nothing good comes from ever criticizing and i would love to just like put like nothing but love and support for anybody out there who's trying to be the best version of themselves and like to that that. i I clap and i fucking admire that about you and and if you can i want you to play me some bacon beats dog you want a little something a little something something if you're able to i i i don't actually know necessarily what's loaded up right on this one i'm gonna i'm just gonna see if this even works I, no, we no had worries, a, man. We had a couple technical difficulties at the yeah, beginning. We did. So I wanna So don't be surprised. This might happen again for, on both levels for us. Yeah. <laughs> so I have the I have this like little thing loaded up. So I, I can actually I can talk about the the setup real quick. Please do. So I have um what you'll see a lot in like a lot of videos, the 404. So that's made by Roland. Um it has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now, unfortunately. Uh, and then I have the MPC 1000. <clears throat> this is the the main thing that I like to play play things on. Um, so let me. Uh, this might even. Oh, that's perfect. So there's nothing on this one. <laughs> okay. Can you hear any of that? Yep, I can hear it. Keep going. So, um, the these are all like really rough sketches of of things right now. So, uh-huh. like, the the normal process is like so. This is a record, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I, I took the record, and a lot of the way I make things is like just capturing the moment of like what is happening, like when I'm like doing it, you know? Like yeah. More, so, hi. <laughs> uh, so like there's um these are just like chopped up things right like mm-hmm. 
So like each one of those things is like a like a little crafted section from a record that I kind of steal and then I, I don't know if this is even sequenced right now, but like Yeah. So that this one is uh a little a little weird because of the way it's like set up. But the thing that I'm doing that is like a little different than what um, uh, a lot of people do is like, I'm not using like a computer at all. So that's what makes it a little more awkward, like trying to like load things up. Cause the screen on here is like just this like little thing. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So th this one has like, like little finger drumming things like already in here. So I, I I need to remember how it even goes. Oh, okay. So that one's chill. So just like a little dig it, dude. You know, a little something. So I don't, I don't have any like full no, songs. Something, something. Like, that's really, nice. Like, you know, just a taste. That's all you get for free. Yeah, I'm saying. You gotta talk to and, my manager about getting more. And on that note, <laughs> um, Patrick, I really appreciate you talking to me, my friend. Yeah, um, it was it, fun, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I get, I stress these things yeah. sometimes. Come like. You know, I don't know how I'm going to be, if I'm going to even like, like, I, I, I get anxiety talking to people and it's always a pleasure and relieving when you talk to somebody as like chill and as easy to conversate with as yourself and oh, the, uh, the energy I that you, for you give me so much baby. energy. Yeah. <laughs> and, I appreciate uh, it, man. but dude, I really appreciate you fucking killer music. Thank you for doing that. And, um, yeah. uh, you guys like and subscribe at tortilla underscore couture, or is it? Oh shit! Yeah, I think yeah, because I I wanted it to be tortilla underscore couture for sure. Okay, I and remember that being a rhyme that I wanted to do. So <laughs> that's pretty nice though. Yeah, but, um, I'll make sure that you know everything's tagged so everybody be able to check out your Instagram. And um, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Like yeah, so a couple a couple little things. This uh, this company analog cases has what up, analog? they uh they have been awesome to me since like i started doing like more beat videos and things like that um they like are amazing people and then they also make amazing cases and uh i know it kind of sounds like a commercial but like straight up and down like you have stuff that you need to put in cases by analog cases. Like, okay. They're, they're just fucking awesome people and they, they make really cool stuff and they, they really care about what artists want and they need. Uh, so I, I, I really, any, anytime I can shout them out, I try. And they to. do like uh, instrument cases as well. Yeah. So like anything, like they make a case for this, they make a case for the 404. Um, they listen to what artists want, which is the coolest thing. Like they're constantly like, 
polling and, and asking like what people want to see next. And then they, you know, a few months later, there you go. Here's a case for this thing that people were into. Awesome. Um, cause I just, cause I've been learning how to play the guitar and, um, they don't have guitar cases. It's mostly like electronic. Do they have keyboard cases pitch. like electric keyboard cases? Yeah, they have some, like I have, um, a Moog, uh, synthesizer, the grandmother, and they have, they have a case for that. Okay. Um, Kind of, I mean, you know, there's so many different things. It's hard to like make it for everything, but I mean, I feel like they're really trying <laughs> to eventually make a case for everything that like electronic music producers uh, make. They have okay. a cool ass backpack that Hell you can yeah. like, put a bunch of stuff in and then it like all stays locked in. Um, but I, I also have um, uh, the label that's put out my last few things, Chiba Chiba Records. They've also been amazing from the get-go, helping me promote stuff and put uh, tapes out. And, um, yeah, I've I, I released tapes and sample packs and all that type of stuff. You can just check that out in the Instagram. And okay. If you have any questions about anything ever, if anybody ever has a question about music-related gear or just whatever, I love talking about gear and music and workflow and just like broad ranging topics of like just the psychology of shit i mean like i love talking about music so anyway oh, yeah man free to hit the dms so you guys heard it so feel free to write him dm him um check out his everything on his instagram look at his link check out his drum package um just here here con- here here consume Chase. this man consume <laughs> this guy makes beautiful stuff beautiful music and he is a jewel and feel free to comment about Thank that you. glorious man on top of his head nothing but compliments <laughs> that is a national treasure <laughs> <laughs> but patrick i appreciate you talking to me my friend yeah, and i hope uh i would love to have you on again sometime soon oh, whenever yeah. you're available we could talk Absolutely. again I feel like we could do this endlessly for till the end of time. I really feel like we could. Like, come on, we <laughs> we started this whole thing off talking about Power Rangers. This is meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Rangers, Rangers, <laughs> or should we just call this episode Rangers? Just call it Tortilla Rangers. No, there was something else that we said that that could be oddly racist. I'm not gonna say put that on there. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> we had a good thing going. Flip it. But all right, dude. Patrick, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. And guys, remember to follow The Wild Weird on all social medias, um, YouTube. New episodes are going to start coming out on Saturday mornings. So this will be up tomorrow. Uh, well, this was recorded yesterday, so it'll be out Saturday morning. Um, Hell yeah. Like and subscribe, comment, share. You guys got suggestions? You guys got any um, musical suggestions, artists that you'd like us to either highlight, promote, listen to? Um, and Patrick, before we end, I, I like to, I, I like to ask my guests, what is one artist right now at the top of your head that you recommend people listening to? Um, I would go with, damn. I mean, the, literally the very first thing I thought of was Sam. I am, uh, which is, uh, spelled shit. It's like yam. Like with a Y, S A M I Y A M. He's from, uh, he's in LA. I think he's from New York, but 
that that stuff is really really fun to listen to so I, okay I'll, I'll throw that one i think he's working on some new stuff too please but. do send me some i'll look him up send yeah. me some details if you can and yeah, i'll promote him as well that'd be awesome yeah but and uh one band i just recently got referred to by um my friend jonah is uh this band called skeggs um uh, young I, punk yeah, rock yeah like I just I, I saw heard of them. He posted them on a story. Shout out Jonah Palomino Joyride. Love your music. Yeah. And uh like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And yeah. uh he put that band in their stories. And like I think I only heard like a seven second clip it. And I was like, this is yeah. kind of cool. I'm just digging the energy, the vibe. Looked up I their mean, music. They, they got the they fucking rock, dude. These young yeah. kids know how to fucking rock. Like they I rock. don't I don't understand where it came from. But you guys. There is amazing rock and like just incredible energy of music coming out that's been out for a while. It seems like since either right before COVID or past COVID, the energy has been incredible. And the music, I, I, I look up clubs, uh, venues in your local areas and go see a show. Okay. We got to support these artists. Yeah. We got to, we got to allow them to be able to enjoy and easily promote and make their music so we can consume it. So go see your local shows. Patrick, yeah. I appreciate you, sir. It's always a pleasure. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Uh, I will. Thank you, man. Good talk.